0: How are you all doing today good 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 it's really good to see you all um yes yeah, so i'm paula paula melissa paula melissa uguchuku because i like to go by three names um, and i am a lifestyle and faith content creator so i have a blog i have a channel i create audio content i also do a little bit of photography videography and uh, i help small organizations and businesses and churches to do a little bit of digital marketing freelance And I have a day job because I need to live and eat and breathe. So I also am an assistant producer at a digital learning company in Sheffield. Um, But I'm originally from London. (laughs) And uh, yeah, the reason I am in Sheffield is because I went there to study. I studied journalism studies at the University of Sheffield. And then I just never left, basically, and I'm still there. (laughs) And so today I'm going to speak to you guys about creating visual, written, and audio content of a gospel message. Yeah, so... Evening. All right. I forgot to mention I also serve at my church, City Life International Church in Kelham Island, Sheffield. It's an amazing church. I've been there since I first started at the University of Sheffield, and I'm part of the media team. I helped redesign the logo of the church and the website. It's a very basic website, but I'm building on it every every day. Um, so yeah, it's a blessed place to grow and just serve. And I'm so blessed that I'm able to apply what I learned on my course and my degree and through my life so far in a church so yes. So I've always been someone who loves media which is why I ended up studying journalism. Um, I just think that multimedia is so powerful that you're able to use visual written audio content to actually understand and learn new things and um, I'm going to explain a little bit about why that was such a big deal for me. Um, As a person I, it must have been the first in my final year of university, um, one month in, I was diagnosed with dyslexia, which is like a learning difficulty affecting words and stuff like that. And it was really kind of, it was kind of like, I knew I was probably dyslexic, but I also didn't expect it because I was an A student and all this kind of stuff. And it just turned out that I was like overworking to do really well. Um, And the reason I mention it is the way that I learn as someone who is dyslexic is that I need to experience content, I need to watch it, I need to read it, I need to hear it. So that's why I love multimedia, because you're kind of doing it all. And that's what I'm going to try and hopefully present to you guys today. So I want to start with visual media. Oh, wait, do I click? Okay, so starting with visual media, I want visual content. I want to ask you guys. You know, this is supposed to be an interactive session. Um, I want you to speak on your tables a bit about any kind of visual content you think a church or Christian organization can help create. I'll give you guys like 2.5 minutes. <laughs> yeah. That was not quite 2.5 minutes uh, because I realized that I have a certain amount of time and so. <laughs> but I am going to ask every table or a few tables if you can like to shout out some visual content concepts. Just shout, just shout. Videos. Videos. Posters. 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 Social, Social media graphics. T-shirts, merch. merch. That was not on my list but thank you. Yes. <laughs> Any other ideas? Gym wear. Yes, gym wear. <laughs> So here's some of the ones I came up with. So infographics, images, GIFs or GIFs, memes, videos, social media, graphs and charts and presentations. And um, yeah, there's loads more, but here's some that I touched on. Moving on to written content, again, in your tables, I'm going to give you less time, less, less and less time each time. Um, you now have 1.5 minutes, 1.5? 1.5 minutes. Um, any written content that a church or a Christian organization could create? Okay. Again, I did not actually time, but hopefully that was one minute, one minute and a half. Any ideas of written content? Chat out, guys. Blogs. Blogs, synchronized, love that. Skywriting. Skywriting. This table's on fire. <laughs> Any other written content? Badges. Badges. Best badges ever. I've got Best a pic- badges and the world. <laughs> Mine actually has a photo of me on it. I love it. <laughs> Any other written content? Books. Books, fab. So here's some that I came up with. Email newsletters, websites, blog posts, books, PDFs, guides, downloads, live chat. I thought I was really, I was really proud of myself thinking of that one. Magazines and articles. I'm gonna to touch more on them later on. And finally, audio. Any audio content you guys can think about, I'll give you guys half a minute. Let's go. Okay any ideas of audio content? Podcasts, Podcasts. (laughs) anything else? Music, radio, Radio. do you remember radio? I'm joking, I'm joking, I love radio. (laughs) Any other audio guys? Cool, wow, you've done really well. I've got podcasts, audio books and audio bibles, recording sermons, webinars and online courses. So obviously it looks like there's loads of different type of content that we can be creating, which is both exciting and super, super intimidating. But I'm going to try and help you guys, hopefully, um, learn some new tools and new ways to think about how we create our content that makes it seem a little bit more attainable um, to do. Um, I'm not a expert at all things. I have just done quite a bit of things. I, um, I mentioned that I run a blog and a channel. I've been doing that for seven and a half years. And I am a young person, so that's a huge chunk of my life that has been online. So um, I'm just going to try and pass on everything that I know. So I'm going to start with Visual. Visual is super important, especially if you manage a social media platform or a blog or a web page, because we are basically all scrambling for people's attention. According to a study by Microsoft, apparently we have only eight seconds to keep someone's attention, which is actually shorter than a goldfish, so that is very, very worrying if, as a generation, we're trying to keep people for longer than eight seconds. Um, But I totally can, I kind of get where they're coming from, where people, like I think Ben said earlier, people's attention is almost a commodity nowadays. So we have to be able to catch their attention, but also keep it. And visual is amazing for doing that. So what do we need to think about when we are creating visual content? Um, I have just got a few few tips and because I want this to be interactive or as interactive as we can be as digital media people, um, I am going to give you guys some permission to bring out your phones or collect them because they're probably on a table and um, follow along with me, go on social media, go online as I go through my examples. Number one, keep it simple, clean and concise. We do not need to be creating visual masterpieces that flow and look ridiculous for it to be effective. It can be simple, it can be two colors, three colors, it can be a simple font, it can be just words, it can just be an image, and it can still be effective. As much as it's nice to create amazing graphics and amazing visuals, let's not get lost in what I like to call lost in the spiritual source. Let us make sure we still keep it simple and make it easy enough to understand. So here's my first example. Girl Got Faith. Has anybody here heard of Girl Got Faith, by the way? Anyone heard of Girl Got Faith? Yeah, so it's a Christian lifestyle brand for teenage girls. I am not a teenage girl. Yes, I know I look like I am a teenager. I'm not. I am a tad older than a teenager was a little bit older. Um, but I still absolutely love their content and still engage with it as every day when I see it on my feed. Their website and their um, Instagram feed just looks really classy, really clean. Again, as you can see, there's like a very simple color palette very basic fonts a lot of them are just quotes or verses or just simple statements that people can relate to these are really shareable so people put them on their stories and I've actually had friends that aren't Christians follow this account because I post it on my story so much so I think there's something we can take from that you know like it doesn't need to be something super super crazy something that spends we spend half a day making to just post once Number two, step back, tilt your head, and squint. I like to call this the squint challenge, where basically if you've created something and you think this is a visual masterpiece, this is amazing, take a step back, turn your head to the side, and squint. Like, is it actually really good? Like, does this visually look good? Um, Or sometimes for me, this is like a take a nap challenge and come back to it. Like, go away from it and come back to it. And do, do I still like it after time has passed? Sometimes I spend loads of time on something, and I think, oh my gosh, the, these colors work so well. Paula, you're a genius. And then I literally go and do something, and I come back to it, and I'm like, what is this? Yeah. So sometimes we just need to take a minute from what we've spent ages creating and seeing if this actually works. And this also is applies to video. Sometimes you spend ages apply, like, editing all these, this B-roll together, and you think, wow, this is so cool, look, the music changes, it's great. Leave it, come back to it, is it still really good? And would I like it if I was not the one that created it? That's the big thing. I recently had to think about this when I uh, started, I'm going to start plugging my own content now, by the way, guys, so get ready for that. Um, I recently started a interview series, an audio interview series. It's kind of a podcast, but it's not on a podcast platform at the moment, um, called She HH. It is a, um, I'll show you guys. It is basically an interview series f- um, interviewing female gospel artists that are um, singers, songwriters, rappers, producers, the general creators behind the music industry that are women. The reason I specified about women is because it's a very be, uh, predominant, predominantly male industry. And so I was really interested in hearing the stories of these women and how they navigate the industry. Um, as well as that, this was actually something God gave me like April last year. And I was just like, mm, I don't think people want that. So I just kept putting it off. And you know how God does, it's just like, no do it so eventually I was obedient yes for walking in obedience and I started to create it and it has been amazing I've got five um, episodes in this series with women all over the world from the UK to the US to uh, New Zealand and to Nigeria and so yeah I'm really proud of it the reason I mention it is I was given the name first which CHH is a play on CHH which stands for Christian hip-hop Um, I was given the name first, and I was like, okay, we need to make a logo. Still don't know what I want this to be, but I know that uh, kind of a pinky light pink is a feminine colour. It's going to be a feminine brand. We'll go with that. The purple is because that's actually my Paul and Melissa logo and brand colours, so I was like, the purple has to be there. And then I needed another colour to offset it, so we went with the teal. So I created three versions of this logo, and then... um, I went to bed, woke up, went back on my laptop and looked at all three of them, and one of them was absolute trash. It was so ugly, it was rubbish, it did not convey the information I wanted it to. So I quickly deleted that and then sent it over to a friend that I trust, and she had a look at it. I didn't even tell her what it was about, what they were for. I just said, what do you think of this? Give me some feedback. And she was able to pick out from this one, it's pink, so it's something to do with women, she, so something to do with women again, she HH, hmm, I know a bit about CHH, is this related to music? And I was like, yes, my brand is doing what it's supposed to do. Once I had the logo and what I wanted that to look like, I knew that what the rest of my assets would look like. So this is actually a quote from one of my interviews with my favorite artist of all time, Cass. Um, so I made this for Instagram. And so all of my like images on Instagram, if you guys want to follow C H H, or just check it out, um, will have the same fonts um, with the, as the logo, same colors, just so that everything is uniform. And it's not a hugely amazing thing. I'm not a graphic designer. I don't pretend to be. I have knowledge of Photoshop, but I, to be honest, I think more than just having knowledge of Photoshop, I am frugal, so I was not going to spend money to get someone to make my content when I knew that I can make something that looks classy and looks nice do you guys think it looks good yeah cool <laughs> you guys are all looking at me like mm. <laughs> and number three share the gospel without being cheesy this is a very real point guys we can be christian without being cringy please can i get an amen for that amen. thank you very much <laughs> a lot of people create content that is something like veggie tales or donut man or do you know these things that we grew up on if you grew up in the church like I did these are like the things that we are allowed to make fun of because we we grew up on them but if other people do no Um, and like we don't have to create content that is just overly cringe and just overly Christian just for the sake of being Christian we don't have to create content that people roll their eyes at we can create stuff that's cool that's visual, that's culturally relevant. Of course, the gospel is the gospel. And I love what someone said earlier about it always being relevant, the gospel always being timeless and uh, never changing. It is 100%, but we can present it in different ways. And so that's the great thing about visuals. Um, I want to talk about the way. Uh, my friends at The Way are amazing at doing this. They are basically a YouTube channel, and I think they have an Instagram, and they create, like, just culturally relevant videos asking questions um, that people have about our faith and Christians that have about our faith. And they do it in such a good way. Like, they are so funny. Like, honestly, they're like, so great. Um, and I love that they are able to do that without it being cheesy or corny or cringy. It just shows that it's possible, guys. So let's please make stuff that people can share with their non-Christian friends without saying, oh, like, the fly is a bit, "Mm," I'm about to send it off to my non-Christian friend. Like, let us create stuff that we are proud to share. So, you know when you go off script and you're like, now where am I? Um, Okay. Okay, so now on to written content. Yeah. <laughs> so number one, tone is everything. The tone of voice that you write in is what engages people and keeps people actually coming back to your blogs or back to your um, website or back to your newsletters, email address, uh, emails sent out to people that tone of voice that makes it conversational, that makes it relatable, I'm really big on writing like I'm having a conversation with people because people like to feel heard and seen and tone is a huge part of that. Continuing with plugging my own content, um, paulamelissa.com is my blog, it's my baby, it's basically what started the whole thing for me. Um, and I wrote this blog post about nearly two years ago. Um, it's a very millennial blog post. I take no shame in saying that. Um, if you are looking at that, like, what on earth is a Bible streak on Uversion? Um, I will explain. So the Uversion Bible app is the app that I absolutely love using to read um, the Bible every day. And they, in 2017, introduced Streaks, which was kind of a Snapchat thing, which is basically like a daily counter of how many days in a row you open the app or you're on the app. At first, I was up there like, guys, in the world but not of the world, remember. But now I'm like, (laughs) yes, like I'm all for it. And so it got to a point where I had a 284-day streak. And then I went on holiday, I was in Atlanta, and was flying back to the UK, and time zones happened, I missed a day, my streak was ruined. I went to Twitter, as any good millennial would do, and just complained, 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 had like a back and forth with everyone else who who could understand how I was feeling, and then went to my blog and wrote this. It was a very, like, emotional thing for me. Like, honestly, I felt a range of... I love how you're laughing, but this is real. Like, I felt a range of emotions. It went from, oh, my gosh, my life is just pointless. My streak has ended. I went from there to, wait, it's just a streak. does not matter. It's not important. You have pride, girl. Check your heart. Like, honestly, I went through a huge range of emotions, and this blog post was the result of that. So in the blog post, I actually just am very explicitly, like... Guys, it's not that deep. It's never that deep. It's not important. Like, it's great that you're reading the Bible, but okay, go back to the Bible. And I used a lot of like self, mildly self depreciating humor just to kind of drag that point in. And I didn't think anything of it. But this blog post is my best performing blog post. It's shared every single day. It's read every single day. It's actually clicked on more than my homepage, which is insane. And that says that's something to do with keywords and Google and SEO and all that stuff. But also because the tone is just very conversational and very real. And even though the comments are just there like, yes, Paula, we feel you. I was there too. Thank you for putting this into perspective. So what I'm trying to say is that people really react well to a tone that's conversational and that's real. We do not need to write like we are you know, writing an essay for a theological degree or we're writing, you know, to someone with a PhD in divinity. Do you know what I mean? Like, we can write to the average person who just wants to know why it's a big deal that your streaks were broken. That's good. Thank you. Number two, humor is not the enemy. Again, just to, any, to dismiss another myth, you can be Christian, and funny. I like to believe I am an example of that. Yeah. See, this, this, hum- this laughter, just trying to say like you're not that funny, Paula, chill. But um, yeah, like I just think that we should be able to write in a humorous tone or in tones that show a bit of personality, show that there is actually a person writing this blog post or writing this bit of content. It does not always have to be really, really corporate, unless that is your brand, so that's different. But I do want to say... And please, I am so serious here. Please don't take this to heart. If you're not funny, do not try and be funny, okay? If you know that you know, that you know, in your heart of hearts, you know that being funny is not a gift that God gave you because he gave you other gifts. Just skip over this point, honestly, because I don't want to be held responsible when you try and write something funny and you said, oh, Paula said this on time. no. You're not funny. Move on. Cool? I just want to put that out there, okay? <laughs> and number three, keep it simple, stup- I mean, special, dearly, beloved child of the Most High God. When I found this online, I could just hear my mum in the back of my head like, stupid, hello, stupid, no. But the KISS principle, as it's known as, is basically about just writing in clear uh, clear in clear vocabulary. essentially, there is no need for jargon and Christianese, as we call it, all the time. Sometimes you can explain things in a way that anyone could understand, without them having two degrees in divinity and theology, or without them being the archbishop. Do you know what I mean? So please just consider how can I present information in ways that anybody could understand? Again, I passed on my notes yeah and lastly audio content so audio has kind of blown over the last three years in terms of like podcasts and like I'm like a huge podcast fan love a good podcast when I'm getting ready for work like, if I'm commuting somewhere. It's so cool how much people, like, are really, like, thirsting for that half an hour, 45 minutes conversation about something knowledgeable, just to learn. Um, And this, that is for the US, but I think globally, people are just really engaging. It's actually funny that I'm subscribed to the Living Rock Church podcast, and this is and this is the first time I'm actually stepping in the church. So do you know how crazy and amazing it is that we can reach people all over through our content? So like I have never been here, but I've heard you guys preach. Do you know what I mean? So let's, let's just use all the things that we have to our disposal the best that we can. Okay. So I'm going to now move on to maybe some more practical steps. Um, well, I try to be practical all the way through, but... I've got some more practical steps about how you can actually implement what I've been saying into the content you're creating. So number one for creating visual content, you can use free online, I mean, I think Ben talked about this a little bit anyway, but you can use free online designers like Canva to create visually attractive social media content. That is really simple to make. Um, I usually make all my own content on, like, Photoshop and stuff. But recently, I've just been using Canva because it's so much easier. And it also has all the dimensions done for you. So you've got stories that set up for Instagram, for, for um, Facebook stories there as well. Um, even WhatsApp now. Like, so it has all the dimensions ready for you so that you're not getting images cropped off. That's a, can I just say, that's a big pet peeve of mine. When people do the wrong size images for things and it just looks ugly, like someone's head's crossed off, uh, cut, cut off or it's sideways, you can't quite read the text properly, let's please find the right dimensions for images on, on social media. But I know there's going to be someone speaking on social media, so I won't talk too much about that. Number two, use unsplash.com or other free stock image platforms to get generic images for blog posts, articles, and web pages. Um, when I recently redid our church website, we, um, we didn't have any photography, high-quality photography to hand, um, and so I pulled loads of stuff off unsplash, which is my fave, love unsplash, um, and so it's just, it's just readily available. I love Unsplash because it's copyright free, so you're not going to get in trouble. You don't even have to attribute, even though attribution is great. And um, it's just very much accessible. And there's loads of great Christian stuff on there as well. Like, I just want to slightly know is there like a Christian platform? There's loads of great Christian stuff on there. Um, so that's, an, that's one to have a look at. Number three have and stick to brand colors, fonts, and concepts. I love a themed Instagram feed. Like, I love it. So good. I think it just works really well with everything looks similar. You have similar colors. You have similar fonts. Obviously, you don't need to be completely restricted to it. I don't say it, it doesn't have to be super, super strict. But just having things that look uniform, it's just another way of making visual content that people want to engage with. <coughs> creating, quality con- cre- creating quality written content. So, number one, proofread, proofread, and proofread. I mentioned before that I'm dyslexic, so I am terrible for typos. You probably even saw some typos in this presentation as I was going through it. I'm blaming dyslexia. I'm dyslexic. Um, (laughs) You guys have no excuse unless you're dyslexic, too. Um, I think it's so important that we proofread. There is nothing worse going through an old page maybe a year or two later and realizing that you spelled multiple things wrong, there's formatting issues, Let's try and get in our organizations someone who may be officially or unofficially a copy editor who can look at our web pages, our emails before they go out so that we're not having to send retract emails or we're not having to redo pages because things don't work well. It's not always easy, but once we get into a culture of just having quality uh, written communication, um, it then becomes the norm. I started using Grammarly recently, obviously the free version because I mentioned I'm frugal, and um, started using dictation as well. So there's loads of, loads of ways to make this a possibility. Number two, people like stories, make them feel something. I call myself a lifestyle and faith content creator who loves people and their stories. I'm really big on hearing what has made you you and how you are the way you are. Um, I think this is because I just think God is just so good and like the way he, like, the way he has made me so individual to me and it's so individual to you, you're individual to you. Um, and I think stories are a great way of telling testimonies and testimonies don't always have to be like the huge things. It can literally be while you're in the middle of the thing. And so I think stories are very, very engaging. I think Ben touched on this as well, where if you're having literally a coffee morning, why not say, oh yeah, you know, this... Like while you're advertising it, this these two became friends over this coffee morning and now they're friends for life and things like that. It's just seeing faces and names to situations makes people want to come to them more. And they can relate to it. Thanks guys. Loving this. I love church. Oh my gosh. Number three. Consistency is key. Honestly, there is nothing worse than starting a new Instagram or starting a new Twitter feed and tweeting once and then Never again for three months. Please don't do it. Like consistency that lands with planning. Try and plan to be consistent. I'm not saying you have to write a blog post every single day or email out to everybody every three minutes. Although I will say that my church administrator literally emails and texts us every two hours. It's great. It's so great. (laughs) So don't be like that. But I'm just saying that you have to be consistent in what you do. So if it's going to be every two weeks or if it's going to be every month or if it's going to be every two months, that's okay, but do that consistently. When I started working uh, at the digital learning company that I work at now and took over marketing, I tried to get our creative director to agree to us doing a new blog post every two weeks. And we thought, yes, we can do that. And um, after about a month, we failed because it just was not doable. Like There was not time for it. We were busy with other work. Now we've gotten to a place of doing a blog post every month, and we have consistently, since October, done a blog post every single month that's related to something that we need to put out there. So it doesn't have to be a crazy schedule of every three seconds I'm going to post something on Instagram, but just make something consistent, stick to it. Sometimes you can tweet out, hey guys, expect a blog post from us every second Thursday or whatever. Once you've done that, you have, to be, you have to be accountable. So make sure you are consistent. People react well to consistency. Create quality audio content. Again, I'm not an expert in all things audio. Like it's quite a recent platform for me, but I've been absolutely loving it. I've been absolutely enjoying it. So I just think it's another one that we need to still utilize a bit more. Good recording equipment and software. Most phones are actually pretty decent. So I actually recorded all of SheHH on my phone and my Mac. And SheHH is actually phone calls. So a lot of the phone calls were over WhatsApp because I was calling people in America and in Nigeria and in New Zealand. So it's kind of crazy that the quality is as good as it is because it's literally me recording from my Mac on my phone in a room in literally in my living room so it doesn't always have to be like crazy expensive doesn't always have to be like a studio or like super expensive mic Um, it can really be simple especially if it's just maybe a pastor or a leader in your church talking about a topic it can be in a room Um, if it is now getting to like church services or like events maybe that's when you need to now think about more relevant equipment like more the right equipment and stuff like that but A lot of the time, it is really simple, and there are workarounds. So um, at my church, I tried to convince my pastor, like, hey, we should start doing podcasts. And he was like, what? What's that? And I was like, no, I promise you, it's like the next thing. We should definitely do a podcast. And he was like, how much is that going to cost us? And I was like, it's free, actually, because we're already filming our services. We're already live streaming on YouTube. Strip the video. Just use the audio quality because we've already paid for the quality for the camera and for the other stuff and it's free so when i mentioned that he was like that's cool so now we're about to start it so honestly there are sometimes there are workarounds you don't always have to spend loads and loads of money just um, try and see what you can do with what you've got Uh, an example is anchor uh, which is a free app you can edit record edit create and share podcasts on i personally don't use anchor But a lot of them, I found out that a lot of my favorite podcasts are actually made on there. So it must be good. So you can also check that out as well. Um, Youth speakers with engaging, enthusiastic voices. Oh my gosh, I can't stress this enough. Please do not pick the teenager in youth service who is being forced to do it because their mum's a leader in the church. I have been that teenager. I didn't want to be there. And you can hear it in their voices where they're just speaking like unpassionately and just kind of like, yeah, being forced to promote my church because I'm young. I'm like one of three young people here, that kind of thing. So pick... (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. You guys know. So pick people that are enthusiastic. Pick people that know what they're talking about but won't drone on and on and waffle and, you know, go on and on about things that not everyone understands. Pick people that will be able to convey the information in relatable ways but are really enthusiastic and just sound good. Again, you can actually have more than one person on a podcast. One of my, some of my favorite podcasts are when there's two hosts or three hosts or four, but anything beyond that gets a bit chaotic and everyone's just talking over each other and it's hard to understand. So be like realistic in like what you're trying to convey over. If it's an interview, obviously two people or three people works a lot better. So just find out what works for you. Um, yeah okay so I've kind of tried to be as practical as possible I'm very big on um, us as as the church being practical with our faith so I've tried to give practical things Um, obviously there's loads more if you have any questions ask me but I also wanted to kind of help spiritually and just remind everyone of why we do what we do um, a lot of the time, as church volunteers, or if you actually work and paid um, volunteers in digital media or just comms in your church, it's a thankless task sometimes. People just see the website change magically, and it's pretty and great, and you never hear, wow, well done. And sometimes it can be really, um, it can just be kind of like, oh, okay, you know, I spend, I spend all night doing that, but whatever, Cool. And so I just wanted to be that encouragement that you might need to hear. Just say, well done. Like, you're doing well. You're doing great. Like, because of you, because of us in this room and other people like us, people all over the world are hearing the gospel. People are looking on their phones or online on could be on something else, but on what we're doing. So I just want to say, well done. And I want to say that God sees what we do, and he appreciates that you're using your gift in this way. It might not be the same as preaching up there or playing in bands, but you're still serving. And I still believe that creating is worship. So well done. Well done, guys. Um, This is a verse that I started to live my life by, literally. Um, And in the Amplified version, whatever you do, whatever your task may be, work work from the soul that is put in your very best effort as something done for the Lord and not for men. A lot of the time working in church can be lip service or eye service where you only do it when a minister's there watching you or when a leader's there watching you or when you can say, oh my gosh, look how good I am. I did this for the church. The digital media or the comms section is not always the most glorified section, but I want you to remember that you are not doing it just for yourself or just for men and women. You are doing it for the Lord and the Lord sees. So please put your all into it. When it gets tough, when there are long hours, if you're like me and you have a full-time job while you do this, sometimes you're just like, I want to sleep. I get it. I totally do. But just remember who you're doing this for. And you're doing it so that the kingdom can be advanced. You're doing it so that the gospel can go out. And people that may never have gone into church are walking into churches because of Instagram posts. Okay, let's not belittle what we do. So continue to do it to the best of your effort. Another verse as well. May the, Lord of, may the favor of the Lord, our God, rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. We, So I know in the context of this verse, it might have been like actual practical labor, but I type with my hands, so it counts. And I am part of this verse, okay? And you guys are too. I pray that God will just favor us in everything that we do with our work, that our our creative endeavors can spread and just reach people beyond anything that we can imagine, that we will get the best engagement, that we will get the best, you know, all the best reach, not just because we're so great and we know all the tactics and stuff, but because we have divine favor on us. And I just pray that for all the different churches in this this room and in this country. Now on to a few quotes. Love a good quote. Um, A friend of mine, Mo Chunks, she is a Christian. She is a media personality and speaker and does loads of creative stuff online. She said, excellence is not perfection. Excellence is using what you have to the best of your ability in every given moment you have. I think someone else mentioned about a lot of the time as creatives, we compare what we're doing to other people. You're like, my organization has two people on our team this organization has 16 people and they're creating they have like their own youtube channel they're doing this and that and it's so cool and god glory to god for them but i wish we were like that i don't want us to compare i want us to use what we have to the best of our ability like you could i could go into i'm not going to preach i could preach i'm not going to preach but i could go into the parable of the talents where someone had 10 and someone had 5 and the person and someone had 1 and someone thought the person who had one thought I must be less qualified because they've got 10 and they've got five, and that was not the case. I wanna remind you that whatever you have in this given moment, you can use. For me, I hate spending money, so I try and make sure that everything I can do, I do. And so if I don't know how to do it, I learn. YouTube is there, YouTube is a a great teacher. So I just really encourage you to just give your all and just to be really proud of your work, but to do it to the best of your ability in every single given moment, let yourself be known as someone who consistently does good things. And then my last quote, the Lord I serve is profoundly intentional. What might look spontaneous are actions flowing out of his vision, passion and purpose. He begins with the end in mind, thus ensuring that everything he does is saturated with meaning and dripping with value. I love this quote because it just shows the intentionality of God. It shows that you in your role was intentional. What you can bring to that role, what you can bring to that organization, to that church, to that group, is something that only you can bring. This is not to make you cocky or big-headed or think, oh, wow, I'm so irreplaceable. Okay, you're not irreplaceable. But what I'm trying to say is that God knew what he was doing when he put you there. When you doubt your skills and you doubt your talents, okay, but my God is intentional okay, but my God knows what he's doing and he's put me here so I can do this. Um, I also want you to, to bear in mind that God is purposeful in everything he does as well. So even when you do not see the purpose, even when things do not make sense, God has seen the end before the beginning has started. And it's so it's so difficult for people like me especially to, to kind of understand and go along with, because I like to understand the goal. I like to understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. If we've decided to start a podcast or... A YouTube channel I want to understand what the end goal is I want to understand this is going to definitely bring six people into the church but sometimes most of the time we don't get to understand that we just have to remember that God sees those souls that are going to be one before they've already been won. so let's continue to be obedient in that um so yes that's that's me I'm done um you can check out my website if you want to. You can follow me on social media at Fallon XX on everything. You can email me. Um, I think I have some time. Oh no, I don't. I don't know. I was gonna say I was gonna take some questions, but I'll be around if you have any questions. I can try to best of my abilities to, to answer them. <laughs> <laughs> We do have time for one question. If anybody has a question, if not, fine. But Uh, River Island. I don't know if that was a real question, but (laughs) River Island. Thanks. Yes. Go on. Thank you very much. Any tips or thoughts about um, motivating young adults to kind of do what you've done Mm. in terms of simple first steps? Because obviously, getting those young voices kind of in churches and stuff would be really cool if you've got any insights in how to do that well I'm trying to learn that now so I um, basically just joined my young adults leadership team at the moment as a young adult so that's that's a difficult place to navigate and it has been tough to kind of just get people to see church more than just something that they used to do with their parents um, especially because at the age that I do which is 18 to 30 you, you don't have to do anything if your mum says let's go you can be like no cool um, but what I have, what I have really um, enjoyed doing is just sending people links to things because my generation is just very uh, information hungry. We want to understand, we want to learn, we want to see things. We don't want to just take your word for it. So there are apps like um, Got Questions. That's a great app that I love. It basically has answers to like, any question that you could ever have about the Bible or Jesus um, or the Gospel. I also use uh, the Bible Project for, like, really nice um, illustrations about different topics. Great, great, great app. Um, I'm going to start, like, naming stuff that I, like, um, online stuff that I use, but there's Abide, which is a Christian meditation app, which I use for insomnia, so I get really bad insomnia where I can't sleep for days, and Abide basically plays really nice music and talks to you and reads you scriptures and tells you stuff like you're okay, the word says this and stuff like that and you end, you actually end up falling asleep to it. And initially I thought, oh, just because I'm Christian, but I've actually sent that to friends that struggle with insomnia and it's helped them as well. So there's things like that. I think the main thing is just like telling people, here's the information, giving them the space to kind of look through it all and just believing that the gospel is enough that they will come to find Christ. So... That's what I try to do.